Hey guys, welcome back to another Trucking Made Successful podcast. And today is going to be a little bit of a different conversation. We're going to be having a chat. And basically, this is going to be more like a public service announcement rather than an educational video where I talk about charts and data and statistics. And the reason for this is because of what happened to us on Friday in Kent, Washington with our reefer. Now, I don't know if you guys have been to my YouTube channel or read the post that I made, but after reading the comments, I decided that I better make an actual video and podcast on this topic because I've never really talked about it. I've talked about it in the comments down below. I've chatted with you guys via email, but it's time to make a public service announcement, if you will. So this post that I made on Friday, I feel like it definitely hit home for most of us who are on the trucking side of the industry. And of course, when that post was made, the experiences and thoughts came flooding in in the comment section. And as I was reading these comments, I realized that, wow, we are all really, really hurting. And here I am, I do have a platform where there's a community of over 60,000 people, maybe I can do something to help. For some reason, I never really thought about it that way. I didn't really feel like I do have a voice, but you know what? I'm happy to try. And the more people that listen to this podcast and the more people that watch that video I'm going to make, hopefully the more people will stand together. So what is the topic of today? Well, it revolves around the fact that you should stop taking those slap in the face cheap rates. Let's talk about it. Okay, so first I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory. Obviously, we have operated every type of equipment in our company. We've had dry vans, we've had reefers, and we have flatbeds. Now, dry vans, we stopped operating a couple of months ago, and we're actually trying to sell our dry van trailer because of the deterioration of the market. The reefers, we also stopped operating somewhere in April or May or so, and there are a couple of reasons this happened basically currently we are only focusing on flatbeds now over the course of the last few weeks we wanted to move one of our reefer trailers that we own and bring it back to california where we are to park it in our lot in order to move that trailer basically we were taking loads and my business partner was the one operating that trailer and we were taking loads that would zigzag us closer to california and basically, last Friday, we ended up in Kent, Washington. So close, yet so far from Southern California. Well, when he was unloaded, I started looking for the next load to California because number one, we have to get this reefer back to our place. And number two, it was time for my business partner to come home and finally take that needed rest because he has been out for a couple or three months by that point. Now, we were fully planning on making some money on that last run. That's why I was looking to take a load. That's why I was looking to book a load. We were okay with the fact that the load would be delivering on Monday. And the plan was that he would come drop off the load on Monday and then deadhead a little bit to our lot, right? And then take his home time. The first thing I always do is I post the truck, no matter where we are, because I feel like when a broker calls you first, you probably have a little bit 
more negotiating power. So I like to post a truck. And the first call I got was from TQL. What were they offering? Well, it was a 44,000 pound load for the reefer, pretty much at the limit of we can carry with that reefer, right? And in California, there are also those uh, laws, tandem laws that make it very difficult to carry 44,000 pounds. It was 1,257 miles with the deadhead to pick up the load. And I knew that the rates would not be great from Washington to California. But when he told me, the broker told me that he was maxed out at $1,100 for this load, there were a few seconds where I just, I couldn't speak. That's 87 cents per mile, you guys. Not a dollar 87 cents. It's 87 freaking cents per mile for a reefer load. Now, obviously I told the guy to get lost. And after searching a little bit more on the load board, I realized that most loads out of Kent, Washington or the nearby areas to California were paying on average $1.20 if you are lucky. So when I told my business partner about this, we both agreed that we are not going to take loads like this. It's bad business, it's demeaning, and we didn't want to be part of the ongoing problem of carriers taking cheap rates. So we decided that we're going to deadhead almost 1,100 miles to California empty. Now, I have no idea whether that load was covered or canceled, but it was removed from the load board. And I will just assume that it was covered because we all know that there will always be someone who is going to take loads like this, unfortunately. I used to be of the opinion that if you are in a bad area and see a load going to a good area for a bad rate, take it, but only as long as it covers your minimum, your cost per mile. Now, my opinion has changed drastically because first of all, that type of mentality is partially the reason for the market being so bad. This is something the community on YouTube taught me, so thank you to them. And second of all, that cost per mile will change because I know that ours went from bad to worse because of absolutely ridiculous, unexpected repairs. So you think you're going for cost? Well, you better pray that you have a truck that never has breakdowns and fuel prices will never change. It really just doesn't work, especially with the current increasing diesel prices. Now, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be someone or a few people listening to this and thinking that I am a complete moron for deciding that deadheading almost 1,100 miles empty for $0 per mile, no money at all, is better than going 1,200 plus miles for 87 cents per mile. And honestly, I get the logic. In one case, it's 100% loss. In the other case, it's a partial loss because at least the 87 cents per mile covers something, right? Well, keep listening. I know you guys can't see this, but if you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see the visuals. I decided to download from my ELD the vehicle fuel performance for that truck so we can crunch some numbers. Now, before we got to Kent, Washington, we were on a load that dropped there, right? So we were going from the Midwest to Kent, Washington. We had a load. We were loaded. Now, you know that the mountains are pillar when it comes to fuel consumption. So let me tell you, our appointment was on August 4th to deliver. 
On August 2nd, the moving miles per gallon was at 6.99. This was with a 40,000 pound load. August 3rd was the same thing, 6.99. It's a heavy truck, consumption is crap, there are mountains, right? Now my guy delivered this load in the morning of August 4th and then started, after we realized that brokers are absolutely insane, we started deadheading empty. What was the miles per gallon? 9.71 on August 4th. Consumption improved because of the fact that we were empty. Now, from Washington to California, you guys probably already know this, there are ridiculous hills and mountains, so ridiculous consumption. So with the 44,000 pound load that TQL was offering, our miles per gallon would be maybe 5.5. So let's crunch some numbers to see if that 87 cent per mile load would have been better. And we will completely ignore cost per mile for now. We will just look at this one load from two different perspectives, loaded and empty. Now, just as a reminder, my business partner was trying to get home, which was around 1,097 miles from where he was exactly to the location where he was going to drop off the truck. This is what the deadhead empty was, right? Whereas with this load, it was 1,257 miles, which included going to pick up and to delivery, plus another 210 miles of deadhead to get from the receiver to where he had to park the truck. So let me tell you, with 5.5 miles per gallon, this is what we estimated the consumption would look like with a 44,000 pound load. We would have to refuel every about 1,100 miles, and this is at the best, right? This is the best case scenario because our truck holds 200 gallons of fuel. With an MPG of 9.71, which is what we had when we were empty deadheading, that refueling had to be done every 1,942 miles. So at that point, before he even started deadheading, we unfortunately did not have full tanks, we had to refuel. And the cheapest place on the way, within the radius we could handle before running out of fuel, we would refuel at the Fuel Truck and Go, which retails at $4.68 per gallon, just about. This is the retail price. We're completely ignoring discounts for now. But again, if he was on this load, it was not just the truck, right? Also the reefer, which holds 50 gallons because that load had to be temperature controlled. We had to refuel the reefer or we would have to. Now, even in the best case, if the miles per gallon never changed from 5.5 with those horrific mountains, considering the crazy weight of the load, we would still have to refuel one more time in California in order to get to the place where we would finally park the truck so my guy could go home. So the total loss, and I looked at the fuel prices, you can see them on my YouTube video. The total loss with this load, including the $1,100 income, 87 cents per mile, the refueling of the truck and reefer at the truck and go, and then in California again, the total loss would come out to $1,109.55, despite the fact that this was a quote unquote paid load. 
All right, hopefully I didn't confuse you. Hopefully you were able to follow along. If not, that YouTube video is available. But let's talk about the deadheading empty scenario. Again, we were low on fuel, so we were fueled at that truck and go for $4.68 per gallon retail. Again, we're forgetting the discounts for a second. Now the reefer is off, so there is no fuel needed and the miles per gallon because we're empty is allowing us to run these tanks for around 1,942 miles. And the whole deadhead is 1,097 miles, which leaves us with an additional 845 miles left to get the heck out of California when we start running again and to avoid those high fuel prices. What was the loss? it was $935.8, despite the fact that we ran empty, no income. So the paid load, the loss was $1,109.55, and the empty scenario, $935.80 loss. Crazy, right? Now let's pretend that you have a hired driver who earns 60 cents per mile on all miles. Well, with the load, it would be a total of 1,467 miles, right? This is including the deadhead to pick up the load, the loaded miles to the receiver, and the deadhead from the receiver to park the truck. 1,467 miles, which comes out to $880.20 for the driver's salary. Empty, it's 1,097 miles, which comes out to $658.20 for the driver's salary. So... In one case, with the loaded truck, we have a loss of $1,989 and some cents. With the empty truck, it's $1,554. So still, we would lose more money if we took that load than if we ran empty. Now, I'm sure that there will be someone who comes up with a situation where the loaded truck loses $100 to $200 less than the empty truck. It is possible and it's all situational, but something that you cannot forget is that this heavy load is also killing your tires, which will have to be replaced sooner, right? But these are just the number sides of things. Let's talk about the impact on the general market. Now, I'll be the first one to say that in the big scale, rates on the spot market follow a simple rule, supply and demand. More trucks than loads, rates go down. More loads than trucks, rates go up. And we all know that we are currently in an oversupplied market with a lack of demand from shippers. But the amount by which the rates will go down depends on us, the carriers, drivers, dispatchers. I will be repeating back what many people have already said in the YouTube comments, but everyone should hear this and really, really take this in, really let this sink in. Brokers are not idiots. They see the load board in all its glory, just like you do. And if they see that some other broker posted a load for a dollar per mile and it was covered right away, why would they ever raise their rate past that? To do you a favor? I mean, get real, they will keep as much as possible in their pocket if you let them. This is where the question of solidarity comes in. And I hope that this podcast and the video opens up your eyes a little bit and motivates you to stand together. The more we refuse to take cheap rates, 
the more brokers will see that those loads are not moving, not in their company and not at any other brokerage. If they see that those loads are simply not moving at their offered crap price, what do you think they will do? Well, first they will hold the line. Then they will start panicking and then they will either reduce their profit to pay the carriers more to start moving that freight or they will call the shipper and say that this rate is just not getting the load moved and the shippers will have to pay up more. You guys, you have the trucks, you have the wheels. Without you, that load is not getting from point A to point B. Regardless of supply and demand, if we as carriers, dispatchers, drivers start getting picky, capacity simply won't matter anymore. We can really set the rates if we just stand together. Now, I understand that many of us have high fixed expenses and can't afford to just park our trucks. Hell, I'm one of those people. My fixed expenses are disgusting. But a loaded and rolling truck does not always mean that you're covering more expenses as we already saw from the example I gave. Sometimes it costs more than rolling empty. And finally, for those few in the community, and I know there are people like this because I have seen them in our YouTube community, who openly admit to taking these rates and being proud of the fact that your cost per mile is low enough to be able to afford hauling cheap freight, three words for you, diesel is climbing. Regardless of your fuel card, unless you can somehow control the diesel expense and get diesel to come down across the board, as well as inflation, it won't be long before you start losing money by taking this cheap crap. Anyway, guys, that's it for this podcast. I know I kind of ranted a little bit here, but again, please stop taking those spit in the face loads. Moving a load doesn't always mean you are losing less. Get a calculator, start crunching some numbers and stop using the flawed logic that any money is better than no money. We already saw that that's a bunch of crap. Stick together. Remember that if a good number of us make a simple decision to reject loads that are spit in the face, the rates will start turning and they will start turning rapidly. Wishing you guys a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you in the next podcast.